Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royce. On the floor for Golden State. Here's Thompson. He's had the touch. Shot clock down to six. Thompson for three. Yes. Clay Thompson has had a magnificent shooting night. 11 for 17 overall. He's hit five for eight from three point line. Do you realize, gentlemen, that Clay Thompson has never shot under 40% on threes? Oh, my God. Uh, 41%, 40, uh, 41%, 40%, 41%, 44%, 43%, 41%. Uh, Clay Thompson. And, of course, uh, when the uh, Timberwolves were getting ready to trade Clay, uh, Kevin Love, uh, they called up the uh, Golden State Warriors and said, you can have him. And the Warriors were interested, but we have to have Clay Thompson. And the legend is Jerry West, who was consulting with them then, said, if you trade Clay Thompson, I'm leaving the organization. <laughs> and uh, probably a pretty good decision by uh, the uh, the Golden wasn't, State Warriors not to trade him. Wasn't the deal, too, that Dad didn't want him to come to uh, come to the Wolves? They didn't want him. He didn't he didn't want him to. Uh, I thought get it was to the Wolves. Dad went to the to the con man. And said, you should think about drafting my kid. And David said, okay, thanks for the heads up. Appreciate that. Yeah. And then drafted uh, the Syracuse kid. Well, right? Uh, Wesley Johnson. No, that no, was no, uh, no, that was no. Derek, Derek Williams. Williams here. Oh, okay. Uh, second pick. You can't, you can't blame him for that, but I was just looking. Kyrie Irvin first, Derek Williams second, Cantor third, uh, Tristan Thompson fourth, the uh, guy from Toronto, the big guy, Jonas, whatever his name is. Valanchunas. Uh, Washington, Jan Vesely. Is he still in the league? Oh, gosh, no. No, uh, he's, he's long gone. Uh, Sacramento, Biombo. Detroit, Biombo, yeah. B- uh, Detroit, Brandon Knight, Charlotte, Kimba, Kimba Walker. But the worst of them all, the 10th overall pick by the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, we give them credit. For the Greek freak, who they drafted right after our boys drafted Boz. Yeah. Uh, Jimmer Fredette. Oh. Oh, my God. Well, see, they, the they next drafted... guy available. Let's get a white boy instead of Clay Thompson. Well, I oh. think the Bucks drafted Jimmer, but I think they traded, I think him, they traded him. Yeah, they traded him. Yeah, they, so they made a yeah. deal for somebody. The 13th oh. and 14th picks in the draft. Oh. The 13th and 14th picks in the draft, back-to-back. The Morris Twins. Phoenix took one, and uh, Houston took the other. Yeah, so, uh, Markeith and Marcus. But yeah. uh, Clay Thompson tonight with Kevin Durant not playing. Expect Clay to take, oh, 12 threes, make eight of them, right? Yeah. Eh, probably. Maybe. Get, well, get Jim, Jimmy will probably, probably be eh, maybe. Him, so. Yeah, that's right, Jimmy. But that who, who, Does that mean Teague guard stuff? 
Uh, probably. That's, uh, that could be an issue. That could be. Uh, that could be an issue. Anyway, Timberwolves tonight. Uh, well, when are we kicking off? 9 or 9.30? I believe 9.30. 9.30. Oof. That'll be good. set with a shot. Rebound in front. Matthews shooting. Scores! Austin Matthews with his ninth of the year. And what a display of talent and dexterity that was. Uh, 20-year-old Austin Matthews, and uh, even though he can't spell Austin, A-U-S-T-O-N, uh, he's something. And tonight, the uh, the uh, Wild are playing at Toronto, but we have heard a late-breaking report that Austin Matthews will not play tonight, even though at this point, through 16 games, he has 10 goals and 9 assists. Last year, as the Rookie of the Year, 40 goals, 29 assists, 82 points, and as Suits says, they need a guy. (laughs) Our boys, they've never had a guy, right? They had Gabby for, he was sort of a guy, but not exactly a guy. Toronto, after all their years of ineptitude, finally has a guy, Austin Matthews, turned 20 on September 17th. And there are people, now you might have to fight collar if you say this, there are people saying this kid is... Maybe better than uh, McDavid. So. Really? Mm. Although McDavid did win last night's game that went into overtime for the slumping Oilers after about three seconds he went in and scored. What about the other young kid, speaking of collar, the the Sabres guy, Eichel? Uh, he's Jack, good, Jack Eichel. but I don't think he's in the class. He's not he's in this class? Guys. Okay. I, I don't know. How do I know? You're it's Mr. Hockey. Puck. Well, that is true. Yeah. You know, <laughs> although I got to admit, I almost played after the uh, Bruins beat them. Yep. With you two guys, and I saw who scored the goals. I almost played name that Bruin. Who he played guys. for? Who he played <laughs> they for? They had a bunch of commies I never for? heard of. Man, they had there were nobody from there was nobody from America on that team. I don't want to. had a bunch of commies. I don't want to be accused of uh, listening to the competition, but I love when I love listening to Kurtz and Reed. And Kurtz, <laughs> you looked at Reed and said, "Who's this kid?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was just great. It was just Apparently, great. Boston has got a uh, complete rebuild there. Hey, Al Nation. This is Coach oh. Kiffin. What an exciting time. Next week is National Signing Day. As we sign some of the best players in America, we need some of the best fans in America. So please join us next week for this exciting season. Come watch the Owls. Have a great year and a championship run starting with you. Did he say? Oh, wow, that Did was the big hype FA video. Nation? Did he say FA well, of Nation? Of course, there's got to be an FA Nation. Yeah. I, I thought he said Owl Nation because oh, of the Owl owls. Nation, and he kind of drawled it out, even though yeah. he's not Southern. He's trying to sound Southern. Lane Kiffin, gotta have you an ain't owl got an eight nation. The Owls don't have a nation. You don't believe so? <laughs> the Owls do not have a nation. What's bigger, Owl Nation or Gopher Nation? <laughs> Gopher Nation. Gopher Nation is much bigger. That's one of the few nations that we're bigger than, and our nation is bigger than their nation. Gopher Nation. I'll say what, Fleck doesn't use that, does he? No, he doesn't use doesn't Gopher use Nation. That, that was a brute. He, he hasn't been able to fit a, that one in yet. That was a brute. Well, he somebody's probably got to him and said, hey, don't say Gopher Nation because they'll all make fun of you. Oh, that's right. what oh yeah, because yeah, they're, they're already, co- started. Hey, they're they're already, already comparing, comparing you to Brew. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. true. Well, anyway, Lane Kiffin is, uh, he's... Now he's six and three at Florida Atlantic, right? One of their losses was to Buffalo. Okay, Ooh. so they can't be that good, but they're six and zero in the Sun Belt, leading the league. And he's now trolling Alabama, making fun of Saban 
and the rat poison thing oh, yeah. and the whole thing. He's uh, <laughs> he's just unbelievable. Meanwhile, rumors that he will be a Florida candidate. I don't think Florida will do that, though, will you? They can't have one whack job that they get rid of and then bring in another whack job. Well, they've job, already gotten – they yeah, well, two guys they've gotten rid of that were – Kind of crazy. How I mean, great West would Champ that be? Kind of nuts too, but mm-hmm. how great would that be for the SEC? How though? about the greatest reconciliation ever? Kiffin goes back, back to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> oh. Hey, well, what's his name? Went back to Louisville. Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino went yeah, back that's to right. Louisville. Oh, that's by true. the way, hey, uh, Coach Fleck, do you use Gopher Nation? That's not our culture. That's unacceptable. One hundred percent. Okay, good. I'm all in favor it's not of part of their culture. Yeah. Who's your new neighbor now that your uh, fellow coach over there could stand to be around you and move to Edina, coach? To grow, you must fail. (laughs) Yes, that's true. You failed as a neighbor. All right. We'll be back uh, with Herb. He runs circles around other sports guys. You're on the ride with Royce. 1500 ESPN. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. You play to win the game. Hello. It's former player and coach turned ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is with us. Herm Teddy Bridgewater is back. He is back. I don't know if he's ready to go, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, he is, and uh, uh, I I recommend now that he got a road game this week against Washington, so Case is okay, but they play at home two weeks from now. I suggest Case don't, doesn't throw any incompletions. or uh, They love Teddy around here, these Viking fans, and uh, the home crowd uh, will be uh, excited to see Teddy. So Yeah, they, 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 they really will, and, um, you know, Case has done a nice job. He, he has really done a nice job of not – um, losing games and you know your defense alone is going to keep you in games that you can win. So this is a big game. You know Washington is one of those teams. They're they're hard out. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> Seattle found that out along with the help of of the former kicker of the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, uh, Blair Walsh. <laughs> now see, we always say here in Minnesota, Seattle can't mean can't be mad at Blair because Blair already won a playoff game for them here two years ago, you know, so he gave them that playoff victory here two years ago. But the trouble with uh, just to divert over, detour over to there, when he starts missing them, he keeps missing them. That's what's got to make Seattle uh, very nervous, I would think. Yeah, and you know, they were really sloppy, two 16 penalties, and they went for two fourth downs inside, you know, scoring zone and, you know, didn't make it, so it was a bunch of things that they didn't do well so they got to figure it out but but washington just hangs in there you know this is one of those teams got a lot of grit quarterbacks a gritty type of player yeah this would be a good game a game that minnesota should win because i think at the end uh their defense will make enough plays for them um that they'll win this game but it is kind of a last uh ditch thing for washington too in that division you can't afford yeah. to fall under 500 so uh they they kind of have to win it i would guess that uh, they're hoping that trent williams is back as the left tackle against uh we've seen tj clemmings as a starting left tackle here and it doesn't work out that well uh especially if he's going to be trying to block everson griffin yeah i mean that's that's a load i mean there's no doubt about that and um you know, you want all hands on deck when you play a defense like this. <laughs> you better have everybody ready because they know what they're in for. You know, the one thing through Viking history, starting with the people eaters, mm. uh, 
they've had those stud uh, defensive linemen, man. Yeah. They had four of them, they had three or four of them in those days, and then Burnsy had that crew that uh, went to the NFC final. Uh, Dolman and Millard and uh, yeah. Hank Hank Thomas, and uh, they've had uh, they've had a pretty good tradition of this, and they got it going again. They do, and uh, Zimmer's done a nice job of building a you know, a Super Bowl defense. There's no doubt about that. On every level, as you said, they can rush the passer. They don't have to do a lot. They can rush four guys. They don't have to. They don't have to bring the fifth guy. They can rush with four. And they got some big time players in the secondary. Have linebackers that can run and play in space. So um, this is a defense. You know, when you're talking about in, in today's world, the way the rules are set up for you to score points. Um, they're only allowing 17 points a game. I mean, that's that says a lot. They do something that all defenses are built to do, try to stop the run, only allowing 81 yards. Uh, they're very good on third down. They get off the field. The 27% is, is saying something, you know, when you're that good doing that. Hey, Herm, uh, you're not old enough to have played against the people eaters or had your team play against them, are you? Well, let me see now. When, when they were there? pretty much fading by the mid sixties, seventies, mid seenties. No, no, I came in. Yeah, I came in in seventy seven. Okay, you you, you missed them because their I last missed. Super Bowl was seventy six. That crew, that, man. That's right. But 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 I still got the. the you know, I call him Sir Francis. I still played against Sir Francis. Carson, <laughs> you know, I played against him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. Uh, you know that was a lot of people uh, say that was the start of the West Coast offense. Uh, the, the short little passing games, Chuck Foreman, and all that stuff. Oh, I tell you what, Ahmad Rashad, I mean, they had them all now. I mean, you know, they they, they had a crew, and that's when I, I call them the real Vikings. They used to play in the old stadium where mm-hmm. both teams stood on the same sideline. You know, that's <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> that was. So, uh, these Rams, what the oh. heck is going on? This is no. uh, this is one of the great turnarounds in all time, and the, and the coach is 31 years old. Yeah, and I actually did their first game uh, for ESPN Radio when they played the Colts. And you saw the difference in the quarterback week one. And, you know, and Todd Gurley is, boy, I tell you what. Oh, yeah. He's playing good. And, you know, they went out and got this young kid, Cooper Cup, and Higby a tight end, and they went and got Woods and, 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 and Watkins. And all of a sudden, this offense came to life. And, you know, Aaron Dollar and those guys on defense. You know, and every week they won. By, by, by wow, week five, I kept saying, you guys want to know something? The Rams are in first place. Everybody's like, no, they're going to fade. They're going to fade. No, they're not fading. They, they keep winning. <laughs> Is, uh, how good's Aaron Donald? Oh, boy. He's really good. He, he's one of those traditional three techniques, you know, like Randall and those guys, like mm-hmm. Zapp. I mean, he can, he can, you know, he can just play on the guard, and you can't block him with one guy when you do. He beats him. He's always in the backfield. I mean, he is a tremendous football player. They'll be in here in two weeks. I'm uh, looking yeah, that's forward. Yeah, a good game. I'm looking forward to seeing him, and uh, yeah, the Vikings' offensive line has improved. I guess we'll find out in that game how much has improved. But uh, yeah, they got a good little stretch going. You know, they play Washington uh, on the road, then they come home, and then it's interesting. They they play those three on the road. You know, Detroit, Atlanta, and Carolina. That's that's three big games going on the road back to back to back. You know, that's 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 good stuff there now. Herm, I have developed a new theory here. Uh, when you lose, when you are leading a Super Bowl twenty-eight to three and get beat, uh, mm. and you can tell everyone that there's no hangover, but there's a hangover. Mm. No, yeah, and you know what? The same <laughs> thing um, that kind of caught them in the Super Bowl is happening to them now. When you watch these guys play, and I'm, and I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons, they don't finish games. 
Yeah, they just don't. I mean, they when when you look at you know them play and you watch how teams come back on them, you just kind of figure out like what's wrong with these guys. Like, you know, it's funny when you the third quarter in, in just the third quarter alone, they've been outscored forty three to nineteen, and then in the fourth quarter, you know, they've been outscored. So this thing is bad. I mean, they've been outscored in the second half of games eighty seven to sixty six. Yeah, that's not good for a no. team that should be, you know, with with all this firepower they have. They only average about twenty one points. Here's what I think, to be quite honest, when you watch them, they've gotten too far away from the runner. Yeah, Freeman doesn't. He doesn't touch the ball enough. He only touches it seventeen times a game. He should touch it like Bell and those guys. They touch it twenty seven, twenty eight times a game. He's not touching it enough. For them. And last year they came at you with two guys and uh, yep. you know two different kind of runners and. Uh, yep. Yeah, and I think – and now I'm, how would I know? I'm not, I've never coached, obviously. But when I imagine when it's not working, it becomes quite a puzzle to a team that knows it has the talent. And it's, uh, it's it, the yeah. players, no matter what you're telling them, have probably got a hard time figuring out what's going on here, huh? Yeah, and this is where the coaches got to step in and say, hey, look, you know, because what they're – look, they only got 18 sacks. I mean, they're a team. The defense is on the field longer than the offense. Their defense is on the field almost 32 minutes. Um, you know, they don't take the ball away a lot. The quarterback is 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 is, is make, it turns it over some. He's only thrown 11 touchdowns. Remember, he had 30 oh, yeah. touchdowns last year. He's MVP. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, so uh, we talked a little about it last week about how uh, Jerry Jones seems to be in high angst, and now there's a report on ESPN here that uh, he might sue the league if they give Roger a new contract. This uh, Ezekiel Elliott thing is getting on his nerves, I think. I'll tell you what. You know who he sounds like now? Who Jerry sounds like right now? Our, 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 our good friend who's passed away, Al Davis. Yeah, he does. Right? Yes, Al was always mad at the league. He was just <laughs> he was, but you know what's funny because I can remember Jerry when he first became an owner. I'd go to combines as a scout early, and then a coach. He would sit right next to right next to Al on the yeah. start of the forty yard line. Oh, really? That's where Al always would sit. And Jerry, when he first became an owner, he would sit there. And I'm saying Al Davis is telling him how to be an owner, and now he's kind of like <laughs> the new Al Davis. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Davis was uh, a, a, a good friend of mine, Don McMahon, yeah. who was a, a Twins pitching coach, but uh, he grew up in ba- Brooklyn with Al. Brooklyn. Yeah. And in the offseason, he was a scout for Al. Al had his guys, you know. Al trusted those guys from Erasmus Hall more than he did the league, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Al had a scout in every town. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had his own guy that he wouldn't yeah. trust. And, uh, right. yeah, That's McMahon, right. had, the Twins would be done playing, and he'd be in Atlanta the next week scouting a football game. It was Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I tell you what, though, the kid landed in a pot of gold. I think going to Vegas. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that that's going to turn out good. And you know what? It's good for the league too. I think that's going to work out good for the league. It really is. That'd be a destination spot if your teams that you're in the Midwest or back east by November, your whole fan base will want to go out there on a Friday. Yeah, get, oh, get yeah. out there early, enjoy it. You know, have a good time. That'll be good. All right, the Packers, uh, they lose Belaga now a week after they uh, a couple of weeks after they lost Rodgers. The quarterback has looked terrible. They might as well pack it in and go for that high draft choice and see what some of these kids can do because I just can't, you know, when Detroit, yeah. they've beaten Detroit 100 years in a row on Lambeau and they go in there and whip them. That's not looking good. Yeah, no, and their defense is not good enough to help them. I mean, you know, when, when Aaron was in there, they, they were scoring, you know, pretty good. But last 
since Aaron's gone now, they're averaging about 15 points a game. So that's that's that, that ain't going to get you enough wins on scoring 15 points. Herm, we live in an odd area over here in our stations in St. Paul, and. So a lot of these Western Wisconsiners have moved moved amongst us, you know, Packer fans. And then way back in the fifties, the Packers games were on in the Twin Cities before we got a team. So you got like these right. third generation Packer fans. Packer fans right. I was walking through the lobby today, right here at the station. This nice young lady who's a receptionist here, bad mouthing Ted Thompson, bad mouthing, <laughs> bad mouthing uh, the defensive coordinator. She wants everybody fired. I love Packer fans. They're they're into it, man. Oh, do you remember last year? Early last year, oh, Aaron, Aaron couldn't Rogers, play we, anymore. Well, he couldn't play because he was dating that girl. Yeah, and, right. and, I, and, I, and I had to actually did this speaking deal. Yeah, in, in California, and, and, the, and the lady comes up after she says, "Coach, can I ask you a question?" I said, yeah, she said, "Do you know Aaron Rodgers?" I said, "No, Aaron, I'm with Cal. I know him a little bit." She said, "Can you do me a favor?" I said, "What's that?" She says, "I'm a season ticket holder Packers. It's the girl. Can you tell me the girl?" <laughs> oh, they're crazy. I started laughing. <laughs> I mean, they're not used to this. It's, they had a, a couple of bad years in this century, but not too many. So they're not, no, not used to it. Me. Not with him, boy. Unbelievable. Thank Unbelievable. you, Coach, and we'll talk okay. to you next week. Okay, buddy. Thank All you. All right, the great Herm Edwards. We had some fun today. We uh, a little, uh, little. You Anytime know that, you could take a cheap you know, shot at the Packer what's fans. The, uh, what's the young lady, the backup or the receptionist? Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. She's down on him. Oh, she I hear is, about it every she week. She is very upset. And uh, and she had a, a colleague today that's also a Packer fan. And, oh, no. Uh, they, I was walking down the steps, and I finally turned around and says, your quarterback stinks. Okay, right. It's that's uh, that's your problem. Yeah, you, it's not done. But they've wanted Capers fired for a thousand years over there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get me some players. All right. All right. We'll be back. Hockey half hour with Jess Myers. Give us thirty minutes, and we'll give you everything. Plugs. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. <laughs> Jess Myers now joins the ride with Royce right for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Uh, Jess Myers will have some deer conversation uh, a little later with Dennis Anderson and Jess on the great outdoors. Uh, no venison sausage from uh, Jess uh, Myers. Well, it takes uh, a long time to get a process. Yes, it but, does. Uh, anyway, but and, uh, and even longer uh, when uh, you don't get a deer. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Here. Are you going back up to uh, try it again, or are you, uh, no, you put I'm, in your I'm, time? I'm huh? one and done. I'm, I'm going to be up there in a couple weeks for, for some hockey. But How uh, long is the season? Nine days? Eight, nine uh, days? They go, they, go th they go three weekends now. Really? They expanded. It. Wow. it used to, it used to be you know just the, the, the two weekends, and then you were done. And then You know you more, don't have more. coyotes up there. You just have wolves. Huh? There might be some coyotes, but okay. wolves are the big issue up there. Right. We figure that uh, Kenny will bring us back some coyote sausage if Ooh. he uh, comes up with uh, any of those. All right, before we get to the best uh, hockey story in the state of Minnesota, I want to talk to you about uh, the uh, Wild. Apparently, Coach Boudreaux skated the boys hard yesterday, very upset, and now they're in Toronto tonight. He doesn't look healthy. He uh, he does not look healthy. Doesn't look like he's having a good time, no, does he? he's red in the face, and I don't know if he's tr if he's trying to grow a beard for some kind of oh, a Oh, that, that's the November deal, yeah. Yeah, well, he's going to cause people not to say in any money. That's the scraggliest, worst-looking thing I was on I've Team Royce two years ago yes. for, for No Shave November. I noticed they stopped it after that, so yes. I, I like to think that was yes. all due well, to me. But, yeah, uh, but right. he's very upset about this. And, uh, you know, they're only, with the 
wonderful NHL standings. They're five, six, and two. Yeah. Their people are reacting like they're uh, like the Coyotes for goodness' right. sakes. I and, think the panic the level is a little higher than it's got to be. You know, I just think he raised expectations so high last mm-hmm. year with the start they had, and you know, leading yeah. the division for all that until they hit that that swoon back in March that that kind of threw them out so of the top seed. Maybe they're starting the season with the swoon because you know one thing. About damn near every hockey team, and especially this one, there will be a swoon. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and and maybe this is just the rough stretch you got to go through, getting all those injuries right away. You know, you still don't have Charlie Coyle, and I think he'll be pretty effective once he comes back. Uh, Zach Parisi is a bigger mystery when he will mm-hmm. come back and how much he'll have when he does, because back surgery is a is a serious thing. And then you know, a guy like Landon Ferraro, who had been a nice little plug in, he's injured now too. So you you know, you're winding up with a third or fourth line that really doesn't give you much and that's tough are is there any chance this is not a playoff team there's a chance this is not a playoff team that would not be good no that would not be good uh because the expectations like i say are super super high here i don't think they're that high right now because people don't like what they're seeing yeah uh, and as you always point out you know you still can't find a ticket so it's not like we're not dealing with the la chargers here where Mm -hmm. people have rejected them outright because you know because they're struggling meanwhile the favorite to be the nhl coach of the year won again last night uh Coach Yo, I think they're twelve and three now, <laughs> twelve three and one now. Uh, so uh, the Blues are—they're getting a long ways away from our boys okay. in the division. I like Mike Yo, always have. He's good, good, uh-huh. good guy. Got along great with him. Keep in mind what his first season in Minnesota was like. <laughs> at about this, you know, well, thirty games in, they were yeah, great, right? They, they were and the top they, team. They were literally the top team in the NHL. Thirty games in, I think so, they won seven of their last fifty-two, as I recall. Yep, I yep. think they we, had seven regulation wins in the last fifty-two games. We still blame Ben Gessling for that, by the way, because he took over the beat for the Pioneer okay. Press, and they went right in the toilet. Like literally, the first game he took over was the start of the skid. So oh, uh, yeah, that's we, the way that goes. yeah. So you know, a g- good story, and they've obviously got the core of a pretty good team getting to the second round last year and kind of having their way with the wild in that first round but but you know again it's election day don't get too excited yeah, one way or kid, the other you know that kid from uh north dakota is, is that Jaden schwartz he was a good north dakota yeah. was he yeah, yeah. Good or is he? yeah. no uh, excuse me colorado no Jaden Col- schwartz is a colorado college yeah, the last good player colorado college had right <laughs> tigers are showing a little fight well, hey, this year i saw they're little, two and two little little they're, bit they're two know, and two that's a season's worth of wins for them for goodness <laughs> sakes so anyway, the boys had the six-game homestand, so now they got a four-game uh, road trip. But I do think I heard Louie talking to Mr. Panic himself, Judd Zulga. Yep, absolutely. And, and you, Louie's usually the optimist, but Judd managed to turn him into a pessimist, too. <laughs> and they're talking about it's 13 games. Yeah, it's 13 games. That's right. It's 13 games, fellas. That means it's 26 games of a baseball season. Okay? Yep. Uh, let's let's give it a month. See what see how she looks. Ironically, Judd and I had this conversation at the start of last season, mm-hmm. you know, saying that it would be easier for this team to miss the playoffs than it would be for them to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And maybe that's what we're getting a year later. But again, I just don't think we've how seen... About it? How about if you're an abs fan and there aren't many left, but uh, (laughs) you had one of the worst seasons in the history of hockey last year, and then they're playing okay, right? They're a little over, and they just trade away two guys. They're... They're giving up on the season ten games into the season. Deshane wanted out of there so badly. I mean, he wanted to get back. Yeah, he wanted to get back to Canada. He just. But then this other guy. Yeah, and but that was the thing. 
They were supposed to do it last year. We we were waiting for this fire sale that they were going to have all of last year. Yeah. They were going to unload everybody <laughs> at the trade deadline, and then didn't. And and you know, so now we're seeing the effects of that. You know, Kyle Turris is on the move again. You know, Gopher fans remember him. He was at Wisconsin. He was a pretty good player, and he goes to you know as as part of that trade as well. But. Uh, Weird deal in Denver because it was such a great hockey town for a while there. And Denver's a good sports yeah, but town, as you know. they got spoiled because the first year they got a team, they won the cup. Right, for well, sake. that so, happens to everybody, doesn't yeah, it? That does. <laughs> Meanwhile, Arizona, come on, pack it up, move to Seattle, no, do something. No, no. Oh, you want to be able to go down there what, on a little you know, vacation. Hey, you're, you've got a retirement place in Florida. I'm, I might have one in Arizona. we got to have hockey there, darn uh, it. Well, I don't want to have to retire in can, Vegas. You, you know. don't even have to go to the press box there. You can buy a ticket for four bucks. Outside. Last time I was in the press box there, I wound up sitting next to Larry Fitzgerald Sr., by the way. Really? So, uh, he was in town to see us. Sorry, right, but well, yeah, that's good. You know. All right, we'll be back and talk about the number one rated college hockey team, not only in the nation, but definitely in the state of Minnesota. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. A combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Roycey. I'm going to tell you this in all seriousness. The Gophers owned this state in college hockey. They had FSN and all the markets. Every kid wanted to play there. The UMD and St. Cloud State are happier to be where they are than the Gophers are to be where they are. The Go the UMD and St. Cloud are in the NCHC, which every week... Toughest conference you, in college every hockey. Every week you play somebody good. Yep. You get to go up to Grand Forks and have 14,000 people there. And the Gophers, last week, they announced for Michigan State on Friday night, 7,500. That means 5,000. Yeah. I mean, Half empty it's, building. this is... Uh, this has turned, I thought maybe Notre Dame coming in and maybe it'll help, but at this point, it's a disaster. It's a disaster attendance-wise. The, attendance hockey, the hockey's actually pretty okay, good. Okay, I'm not, I'm not uh, you arguing know, but, with but that, you're but right. why nobody, does nobody care? See, now, uh, you know, I'm I'm the, the smart aleck about the whole thing. Somebody posted a picture last night. Boston College is at home. They've got a yeah. home game last night, and there's nobody in the stands. They posted a picture on Twitter. I said, I blame Big Ten hockey. Yeah, you know, right. Oh, sure you do. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> You can't not, you cannot blame anything else No, for having played. No, okay, you I mean, can't make, Mich you know, Michigan State and Michigan. Oh, well, they're old rivals. Yeah, 30 years ago. Sure. Nobody cares. Right. I mean, are you shocked that it hasn't, uh, that it's getting worse instead of better? I'm shocked that they're it's, good. You know, I'm shocked that it's taken as long as it has. I figured there would be a dip the first couple of years, but I mean, we're, you know, we're four or five years into this now. And, you know, all this, wow, I liked it better the way it was. Guys, get over it. This is what you got now. Yeah, but these the, are your but home you games. lost them. You'll, you maybe have lost them. Wow. They're so the number you, two rated team in the country. Right. They got Middlestat, kid, who's the best prospect Minnesota's had in I don't know how long. And nobody's going to the game. They got a goalie that, you know, I think we got to almost start talking about him as sure. one of the all-time great goalies. I mean, yes, he, you know, he's, he's one of, you know, he's 70 playing. some consecutive games. He's yes. got, you know, shutouts. I mean, you know, he he's he's getting to be in that conversation with the the Stobbers and the Shellsteads and you know, some of the legendary when, goalies. When, when in this people program. give up on you, it's 
you got to almost but, get a new generation to to see. This is what I wonder. Adopt though. them. How how do you change it? You know, you say, well, you know, everybody likes a winner. Well, this team keeps winning. Yes, they and do. Nobody's still coming to watch them. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what's insane and about it. To even me. when you play North Dakota, it's not the same because you're not playing for first place well, or well, anything. There's that. I mean, it's it's okay. Anyway. My St. Cloud State Huskies rated number one in the country. They're only how come they've only played seven games? They're seven at home. No, that that's that's about right Is for their right? schedule. Okay. You, know, they, you know, you play four weekends in in the first uh, in the first month, and then they. Played uh, UMD last week. So is this a surprise, or did everybody knew they were loaded? It's a surprise in the sense that you know they had everybody back from last year, but you were a fourth place team last okay. year. So you know it's it's like the the old joke about the coach that says, "Yeah, we won three games, but we got everybody coming back." Well, <laughs> yeah, why is that right. a good thing? But no, yeah. but this wasn't a bad team last year, but it was a mediocre team last year. Now talking to Bob Motzko, he he made two observations. He says, number one, you know, you start seven and zero, everybody gets all crazy. He says. You win seven in a row in January. Nobody cares. So you know it's part now, of it is timing. Who's picked it up for them? What players that well, were pretty good last year have been really? They good? had a good sophomore class last year. That's a good junior class this year. Mm-hmm. And and here's the key: all ten of their ten top scorers from last year are back. So and they healthy have, and and healthy and you know everything's clicking right now. They've but got who's, depth who's on offense. Who's the star? Do they have a star? Well, the surprise guy. I mean, everybody knew about the Paling brothers. You know, the, the the three of them from Wakeville. The guy that has been kind of the pleasant surprise so far is a defenseman named Jimmy Schultz. He's out of Minnetonka. He's their leading scorer right now. And, really. You know, and I asked Motzko about that, about, you know, is it concern you that a guy on the blue line is your leading scorer? He says, hey, I don't care who's our leading scorer as long as we're scoring goals, you know, and they, they score five on Friday night against UMD, five different guys score. They score five on Saturday night, five different guys score. Really? So when you're putting up that kind of numbers, you know, that's that's the huge difference that it's made. Plus, they're deep on defense. They've got two pretty good goalies. I mean, last year their goalies were Are they were alternating them or are they playing they're, like they're rotating the goalies right now. And they got? And then the other thing, well, okay, you're going to ask me to pronounce this guy's name. Okay, David Hereniak. Okay. He's a he's a Hereniak. So, yeah, okay. might be Walt's uh, grandson. I, I don't think so. <laughs> and then a kid named Jeff Smith, who's you know a, a uh-huh. local kid. You know, okay. so they're they're rotating the two of them. Um, he likes what he's getting from both of them. Pointed out this too. Last year they lost six overtime games. You know, you, oh, you, really? you you win three of those, and think of what a difference that makes in the standings. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, yeah, we finished fourth. We missed the NCAA tournament for the first time in, I think, five years. You know, they, they weren't a contender for anything. And yet he really liked what he had, and he liked what he had coming back. So this is not a huge surprise. You know, the big surprise was Denver dropping out of the top spot. Well, they got swept by wily old Andy Murray, right? <laughs> What, did he beat him 2-1 twice or no, something? No, God, no. The, the games were like 7-6 both really? nights. Here, here's what's crazy about Denver. They'd given up 12 goals all season. They gave up 13 last weekend. So uh, in, in in Kalamazoo? In, in, uh, yeah, in Kalamazoo. And now St. Cloud's going out to Denver. And now so, yeah, and, you know, That's and, a tough draw. Yeah, well, not only a tough draw, going out to their building, altitude and all that, but you're going to get an angry team angry, that's all uh, ornery Denver and you know Club. wants to prove something and all of that. So, yeah, this could be a great hockey series. Well, that's uh, good. Who who are Goofs, Sam? Who they got? Gophers going out to Michigan. Going to get to okay. see Mel Pearson in, in his new role as a head coach and of the Michigan And who replaced him at Michigan Tech? He, uh, a guy named Joe Sean, who was, was an assistant, assistant yeah, and, and has done okay there uh, so are far. They, uh, they kind of got her going out the, yeah. there again. He, but... You know, Mel, I don't want to say saved the program because it's not like they were going to drop hockey, mm-hmm. but he revitalized the program. They hadn't been in an NCAA tournament in 30-some years. He got him back into the NCAA tournament. He proved that he can be a head coach, and then he made the natural transition to go back to Michigan where he had been an assistant for 20-some years under Red Barrenson. And, you know, 
Michigan, Michigan State is obviously their biggest rivalry. Minnesota, Wisconsin is obviously the Gophers' biggest rivalry within the conference. But I really love this Minnesota-Michigan rivalry. I might talk to Don Lucia about that today. You know, it still means something to him because that was the first national sure. championship game he coached in when he was at Colorado College. They he lost to Michigan mm-hmm. in overtime. Uh, the one I did a column on him when they played him for the, in the Big Ten for the first time with uh, talking about uh, Donnie Micheletti and uh, and uh, the big kid who played for the Gophers, Richter. I mean, from uh, the North Stars, Richter was it? Yeah, was a Michigan guy. I, yeah, I believe so. And they got no. They got in a brawl before the game started, and by the time the Micheletti's arrived, uh, Donnie had been kicked out for the weekend. So they, they turned around, drove back to him. We'll be back. All right. I looked up Nathaniel. He's in Paris, so I don't think I'm going to be able to go see him this week. Well, that'd be a fun little I trip. His uh, schedule, not Paris, Texas either. Paris. Oh, or... Your Wiley Western Michigan team up in Duluth this weekend. Oh, okay. big big weekend. Kurt Giles, number four, being retired being by the retired. Bulldogs. Okay, well, yeah. Dine hasn't started the season yet. So, Apparently not. Uh, and okay. yeah, and he'll be the latest one along with like Chico Resch and Bill Watson. And All a few right, other guys. your dad. Give me his first name again. Dick Myers. Dick Myers gets his 84th deer. Uh, now that's he's not that old, so he has seventy eight years old. He hasn't killed all of them in Minnesota. When did he get his first? Nine or ten years oh, old? Oh boy, probably yeah. He, they okay. had a hunting camp near Cotton, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, that was probably his first. He's one. got his eighty fourth. The only guy the first weekend to get to bring one out Sh- of the Myers. Shamed all of us once again. Like, that's, camp. that's why we call him the Hunt Master. Uh, yeah, so. well, that's good. Yeah, and, yeah. But he shoots a few of them in Wisconsin too. And yeah, he's hunted Wisconsin. He's hunted you know New Mexico all over the Does place. Anybody so. sneak over the other side of the lake of the woods and shoot him in Canada too, or don't he, they let he, us in? He hunted in Ontario back in the you know in the seventies mm-hmm. when he was a younger man. Different hunting up there on those islands because number one, you know, you're kind of you kind of have them trapped. And number two, in Ontario, at least at the time, you could use dogs to hunt with. Really, a little different, you know. So wow. yeah, so you know, you you'd study the geography of an island and you figure trouble out trouble with you could those kinda... islands too is the wolves come walking across the ice at this time of year to yeah. try to help eat your deer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, well yeah. You that's don't a mess good, with them. good for Dick. Uh, does he get a little extra stride in his step when he gets oh, one? Yeah. yeah, it's still it's still, you know, even all these years later, it still is a pretty neat deal when you when you mm. pull the trigger and you see one drop. So you had nine, now you got a second guy that got one, so yep. you got two out of the camp. Got, got two out of the camp so far, but they've still got some time left. But mm-hmm. but boy, it's cold up north. We're hunting up in Lake of the Woods well, it's County. It's gonna be twenty two here tomorrow. What yeah. the hell is this nonsense? And I got to hunt I got for... a high college football game on Saturday too. I'm not that excited. I have St. John's so I can Cordy, it could be the the uh, the Collegeville press box could use a little heat. <laughs> could get you like a portable kerosene heater or something well, like that. Something from the deer stand. Yeah, that bring be my bad. own. All righty, the great outdoor show. Did Dennis get one? I don't know. We're going to hear from Dennis Co- coming Dennis, up. And, uh, he, uh, and where does he, he go? Ely? Yeah, he goes up Cook Cook area. Yeah. And you get to see your boy uh, Charlie Lindgren play against the Wild oh, tomorrow night. Oh, that's right. Charlie Saint, Lindgren. Saint Shout State out. Boy. Way to go, Huskies. Yeah. Uh, Lakeville kid, right? Lakeville kid playing for the Montreal Canadiens now. Not wow. a bad uh, not a bad wow. gig. All right. The world is a better place when the Montreal Canadiens are good. That's my theory. And they aren't very good. This no, year. they're not. All right. We'll be back. Jay, uh, great outdoors coming up.